0: It's like this, Baltimore Ravens. Get up here and play the game. Find 45 people who don't have coronavirus who can be fitted for purple uniforms. Get some helmets on them and play the game. That's how this is supposed to work. That's how it should work. And on that cheery note, good morning to you. Good Friday morning. Hope your Thanksgiving was good. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. And man, it didn't take long from the time that we all had a chance to digest our monstrous dinners, if yours was like the one we had in my house, and maybe even to take that little nap that we all do after those meals to start getting bombarded with information related to Steelers versus Ravens which remains as I'm speaking to you this morning scheduled for Sunday at 1:15 p.m. at Heinz Field I really hope it sticks I'm in favor of a forfeit but there's a big difference between that and wanting to see a forfeit instead of an actual game. Let's go through some things that a lot of people have gotten wrong over the course of this past week. There's been a lot of talk and speculation and debate and discussion about, well, if the NFL didn't do anything about the Titans back then, They can't possibly do anything now. This is wrong. This is wrong. Roger Goodell put out a memo on the 5th of October that he sent to all 32 teams, presumably including also the Titans and the Ravens, about how they needed to conduct themselves, what needed to be done, and what the ramifications would be if they didn't. One of those ramifications stated in the clearest, plainest black-and-white language is that you could forfeit the game. If you're the team that's responsible for the delays, if you're the team that blew it, then a forfeit is very much on the table and can, and I think should, be issued. When you read that memo, everything about it screams this specific situation. The Ravens are responsible. We don't have to wonder about that. We don't have to guess at it. They put out a press release themselves saying that they disciplined a staff member because of that staffer's contributions to their outbreak. It turns out that we find out through independent outlets that the staffer was their strength and conditioning coach who was showing up regularly for work in the weight room, dealing with all of the players without a mask on. And, oh, by the way, he also had some coronavirus symptoms that he didn't bother reporting to the team. Now, yeah, some of that's on him. But the mask aspect, everyone's seeing him. Everyone's seeing everything. The players who are in there are seeing it. The assistant coaches, the head coach spends time in an NFL weight room. They walk through there. They're looking for accountability. Mike Tomlin does it. I can promise you John Harbaugh does it down in Owings Mills, Maryland. They're seeing this guy. They're seeing his behavior. They're fine with it, presumably because he kept right on doing it and ended up infecting a quarter of their team, including, as of last night, Lamar Jackson testing positive. Pretty much half of their offense, the Ravens' offense, is now on the COVID list. That's the result of this guy, and that's the result of the Ravens lacking the protocol, the culture, whatever terminology you'd want to use for it, the Ravens are guilty. And we don't have to think about it in conspiratorial tones. We just don't. We know it. They have actually put this in writing, in public they're guilty. So you have that hammer. You have something that you can say that can justify a forfeit. It's still not the best outcome. The best outcome for all concerned is to play the game. It just is. Play the game. Three weeks ago, the 49ers were hit with an outbreak that wasn't quite this scope, but you know they had a few guys and Some staffers and coaches go down, and the league showed zero sympathy. They were the Thursday night game that week, and all the Niners were told is, as long as your team and your roster is deemed safe by game day, meaning that the spread has stopped, regardless of how many already had it, past tense, or have it, present tense, What matters is the continuation of the spread. The NFL has said the same thing about the situation in Baltimore, and I'm underscoring NFL because it's their medical officials that are there on the scene in Owings Mills making all such calls. They're doing all the investigation. They're not leaving anything up to the team any more than they did in Nashville with the Titans. There's no room for trust here. There's no room for teams governing themselves on this. So we know that the Ravens did this. We know that the Ravens are responsible. We know very obviously that the Steelers aren't. We also know that the NFL, again, told the 49ers to get ready to play. So the Niners did. They were basically finding, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, football players off the street. They were putting them in Niners uniforms, guys who'd been on the practice squad, guys who'd been uh, cut in training camp. They filled out a roster, and that roster went out there and got its brains beaten out by the Green Bay Packers, which is exactly what you would have expected. Big deal. They went and they played the game. The NFL and its competition committee, of which Mike Tomlin is a member has very explicitly stated guidelines that say that postponements, schedule changes should not be impacted in any way, shape, or form by availability issues. Again, it's written there in black and bleeping white. It couldn't be clearer. It couldn't be clearer. It's not supposed to be, oh, no, they now no longer have an offensive line or they don't have Lamar Jackson or uh, a third defensive lineman of the Ravens tested positive. So now they're going to be without three guys on their defensive line. Does not matter. Is not a factor. I'm not telling you this based on an opinion. I'm telling you this based on the actual rule that's right there in front of us the guideline that was set up and agreed upon by everyone, beginning with the competition committee. Availability has nothing to do with it. It's only about continuing spread or not continuing the spread. So if the medical people and epidemiologists and scientists that the NFL is relying on Look at the Baltimore situation and say, listen, we understand there were more positive tests on Thursday. We believe all of those can be traced back to the same origin point. Uh, Last Sunday, the game against the Titans and some interactions that were had then. And they can determine that the spread, the actual active spread of this thing has stopped since they've all been apart from each other for a few days now. You play the game. You play the game. I don't care who you get. I don't care who you find to play the game. This is the way all of the rules were set up. RG3 is now the quarterback. Um, I don't know who the running back will be, and I don't care. It's not my responsibility. It's theirs. They had a responsibility. They decided it wasn't all that important to stop and tell the guy working the weight room, Hey, dude. Mind if you put your mask on since you're dealing with all of our players, huh? Would you mind? Who did that? Who did that in the Ravens' world? How was it that afterward, the players who ended up testing positive, like Lamar Jackson, like his running backs, like his center, all of them were from very, very similar spots in practices or in the locker room. Why? Why? Maybe they weren't following protocol either. That's how these things tend to go. That's what happened in Nashville. And that's why I've been connecting Nashville and Baltimore from the beginning because they're both led by a couple of meathead football mentality type coaches in John Harbaugh and Mike Vrabel. And you could very much see these guys just ignoring anything and everything and focusing on nothing other than the game that Sunday. Well... Here you go, coach. Here you go. This is what you've turned this into. This is the mess you've turned this into regarding the game this Sunday. And you know what? The game should be this Sunday. It's still on the schedule that way. Find 45 guys. Get some rental cars. Come on up. Come on up. They'll save you some spots in the Hines Field lots. Come on inside and see how it goes when you prioritize football over an ongoing global pandemic. When we come back, oh my goodness, I am so not done with this this topic. I'm gonna get specific about Harbaugh and what he's trying to pull here. done with this subject. In fact, I'm really honestly just getting warmed up because this is the segment I'm saving for John Harbaugh. And this segment is brought to you by our friends at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. In normal times, one in seven people in our region don't know where their next meal is coming from. And those numbers have only gotten so much more dire during the ongoing pandemic. If you'd like to help, and so many of you already have, I know that because I hear from you, visit growsharethrive.org. One dollar is all it takes to provide enough food for up to five meals. At the beginning of the week, when I looked like kind of a crazy person for immediately suspecting, Something was foul in Baltimore when that initial wave of positive tests came and everybody immediately began fretting about the status of this game, meaning when it was scheduled for last night. And I pointed right away to John Harbaugh's character, or lack thereof, the kind of personality that he's exhibited on and off the field, basically just a a petulant child like his brother. Everything is football, 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 football. There's nothing else in the man's life, and you can see it. And and the, the infantile behavior that he exhibits, including last Sunday when he was yelling at members of the Tennessee Titans to not stand on the Ravens logo at the 50-yard line during warm-ups. This was at m Bank Stadium. It, try to picture something that stupid. You know, I know there's superstitions, you know, in different sports, and players will sometimes get offended by this or that. We see more of that in hockey maybe than we do in other sports. But a head coach is yelling at players on the other team. And then Mike Vrabel, who, he isn't quite in the Harbaugh category, but he isn't all that far from it, meaning the football meathead mentality. He starts yelling at Harbaugh. They end up needing to be separated after the game. Vrabel approaches Harbaugh to shake his hand, maybe just because Vrabel won in overtime, and maybe Harbaugh refuses to shake his rabel's hand because they just lost in overtime and if it had been reversed the other guy would have refused to shake hands who knows but my point is, is this is what you're dealing with and this was my reasoning to connect these incidents way before they were connected publicly on a bigger scale you can see it across all walks of life the places where we're taking this thing seriously. It's being handled better than in the places where we aren't. Simple as that. So I started thinking cynically almost immediately. And sure enough, as the week goes along and more guys are showing up on this list, it's clear that it wasn't just uh, an isolated incident, which all teams, including the Steelers, have had recently, obviously with Vance McDonald. This was, this was an actual thing. Something had gone wrong. And it wasn't until a couple nights ago that we found out that it was the strength and conditioning coach who started it for sure. For sure. And again, we don't have to guess at that. We know that. We know that. So what does Harbaugh do? You can't change a gear in that head. He's not going to stop thinking about winning that week's game. Sure, you can look at that as a strength. You want your head coach to be focused on winning. You want them to operate one week at a time. But this is different. This is everything else in life doesn't matter. It's just the football game. It's just the football. Nothing else weighs into the equation. That's what people like this are like. So what's he going to be thinking of? How do I get out of this? What do I do here? Um, my team is 6-4. and four. We're sitting just outside on the bubble of the AFC playoff picture. We're tied with the Dolphins. The only way we would be in the playoffs right now is if a Week 18 were added to this. And by rule, by the new rule, if there is a Week 18 added, then the playoff field expands from seven to eight in each conference. And who would be the eighth team in? It would be the Ravens. So you start thinking like that if you're him. You start thinking like that. No, And now the wheels start going again. You're not thinking about, man, I really blew it with this strength and conditioning coach. I mean, I saw him without the mask. I saw him myself. I just, you know, the guy worked so hard, I didn't really want to say anything to him. Besides, we're getting ready for Pittsburgh this week, and that's more important. No, I'm going to be thinking about Still, how do I get this team into the playoffs, meaning the Ravens? How am I going to get my Ravens into the playoffs? How am I going to do that? Well, one great place to start would be to make damn sure that game in Pittsburgh this weekend doesn't get played. I'm not—this is me now, not (laughs) Harbaugh—I'm not not coming— within the solar system of suggesting that the Ravens are faking coronavirus tests or whatever. So please don't misunderstand me here. I'm saying that his wheels are going to keep turning. He's still trying to find a way out of it. And guess where that ended up leading? Because all of this ended up playing out last night as well. The Ravens put out word to a couple of reporters, a couple in Baltimore and one in ESPN, letting them know that they have texted all their players and informed them that the Ravens practice facility in Owings Mills, Maryland, which is just outside Baltimore, I've been there, is closed, is shut down through Monday. Hmm, wow, that's a heck of a thing to put out there. Why did they do that? Hmm, let's think about that. There's a game Sunday... So if we put out word that the practice facility is also closed on Monday, the day after, it'll sound like we see this as a really scary situation. And maybe the NFL ought to do something about it. So this word becomes public, at which point, naturally, other reporters contact the league, contact the National Football League to say, hey, you know anything about this thing with the Ravens practice facility being closed through Monday? And the league immediately responds to the Baltimore reporters and to ESPN that any such decisions, meaning the status of the game or even the opening and the closing of a team's practice facility, during coronavirus times, is 100% the domain of the National Football League. Not the Baltimore Ravens, not the Pittsburgh Steelers, not anybody else. It's up to the NFL. It's up to Troy Vincent, one of Roger Goodell's lieutenants who's been overseeing this and who took no BS, by the way, in dealing and handling the investigation of the Titans a couple months ago. They're the ones with the say. So now you can safely presume that the league wasn't all that happy about this. Like, what is this? Who are you to be closing this facility? What are you trying to do here? Well, what Harbaugh's trying to do is plain as day. He, he, he doesn't want to postpone this game further. He needs to postpone this game further. They have no chance, the Ravens. They have no chance if they show up here Sunday with what they've got. I don't think they had a chance before that anyway because they were plenty banged up if you've been following them lately. They haven't been playing all that well. The last you know, really decent game that the Ravens have had was the loss to the Steelers a month ago. You know, they played reasonably well in that game. It was a good game, a tight game, like they usually are between these teams. This one wasn't going to be, isn't going to be. This will be a bloodbath. And I don't mean that in the two way sense. So Harbaugh's doing whatever it is that he needs to do, snake that he is. It's not about faking tests or making up stuff or whatever else. They're not in a position to manipulate information down there. They're just not. The NFL is overseeing every micro step of this process as far as COVID goes in Owings Mills. The NFL is all over that. That's not the Ravens. So he doesn't have any choice but to try to attempt some kind of gamesmanship. And that was what he came up with. Well, let's just put out a message that our practice facilities closed through Monday. So now, of course, the NFL's response begets another response because now those same reporters go running back in the other direction and ask Baltimore, and the Ravens, uh, through a spokesperson, make uh, a not- Quoted or not for public consumption statement, but tell those reporters, oh, no, 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 we're fine. We're fine. We'll play the game. No, 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 we're good. We're good. We're, we'll play the game. We'll go wherever the NFL tells us. No, no, that's cool. That's cool. Because what happens if that message gets out that they don't want to play the game? Imagine that. I mean, that would resonate for years, regardless of what actually comes of it this weekend. They would have been the team that were ducking the Steelers on a weekend. So they have to come out, and they did. Oh, just, no, 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 no. We'll be there. We're just letting people know that our facility is closed through Monday. Again, never mind that they lack that jurisdiction as well. That's what this guy is trying to get away with. The NFL can't let him do that. The NFL cannot, cannot conceivably reward this type of behavior. They cannot push this game back to the mythical week 18, give the Ravens, what, a month and a half to heal up and mend and then be in a playoff spot and come at the Steelers with all guns blazing? After this? No chance. No chance. That right there, my friends, is your worst-case scenario. Not necessarily even from the Steelers' standpoint, although it, it might be from their standpoint, But from the NFL and their optics standpoint, they will be giving carte blanche to every team in the league to just screw around and do whatever you want, including, I might add, teams that aren't in contention and don't necessarily have the same motivation to try to keep their players out of trouble and might not really particularly care if they have an outbreak or two. Because whatever, if you're the New York Jets and you have an outbreak right now, who would care? Who would care? The NFL has to guard against that. They have to come down on the Ravens. My preference is the exact one I stated in the first segment. Get them up here. Get 45 of them up here. Force an NFL game into existence. It's not the Steelers' problem. The Steelers... I know everyone likes to talk about this from their perspective. This really isn't about them. It's not about them. It's not about the way they've been treated this week. It's not about the way the tit- that they were treated during the Titans week. It's not. They've gotten unlucky in this sense, but it's not about them. But it will be if you pull that Week 18 stunt. Get up here and play the game. If the game can't be played, if Harbaugh doesn't want to play it, then he forfeits. Simple as that. Oh, when we come back, I'm going to take a deep breath <laughs> How about that. That's The Point, Point Park University. Welcome back. I've got one more thing on this topic, and you knew there was no way I was getting off of it. <laughs> In a show this short, no chance. This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by the Personal Injury Law Firm of Luxembourg Garbage, and Kelly and & George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been A.V. rated. That's the highest rating a law firm can receive for legal ability and ethics. They've also been designated as super lawyers. That's capital S, capital L. That's a real thing. For the past 15 years, it's a rare combination in the legal industry. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Or you can just learn more about them online at lgkg.com or give them a call at 888-842-5454. The last thing I'll leave you with, and understand that I'm not expecting nor am I predicting a forfeit. I believe the NFL, when it says that it wants to use that only as a last resort, it should be a last resort. Think about it. This isn't something you want to be slinging around. There's never been a forfeit for anybody who doesn't know that in the National Football League. Not one. Not in history. They don't want to start that now either. I do want to say, though, because when this subject comes up, you hear a lot of people saying the Steelers wouldn't want that on their record or it would be an asterisk if they go 16-0 and and one of those games is a forfeit. Oh, God, no, no. How many times, how many times does it need to be repeated that coronavirus is part of the game in 2020? Mike Tomlin preaches it to the Steelers, says all the time, it's a game of attrition. It's a battle of attrition. The players need to make themselves available to the Steelers to play every game for the Steelers to be at their best. Other teams might not fare as well in that regard. It's no different, no different than attempting to keep yourself healthy and avoiding injury. Teams that get banged up get really banged up, or pull a lot of soft tissue muscles and so forth, are teams that, you know, aren't doing all they can or aren't doing all the right things to condition themselves properly. It's it's different, but in the sporting sense, it's not. Coaches, administrators, even team leaders like players within locker rooms, are pushing this. I've seen it in action, not just with the Steelers, but with the Penguins and the Pirates in these coronavirus times. Everyone's talking about it openly. It's part of the game. When the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup in Edmonton, they did so in part because, I mean, I understand it was a bubble and everything, but they didn't break any of the rules. You know, had they done so... They might not have raised the cup. Somebody else might have, Dallas, theoretically. The same applies for baseball. Uh, Dodgers won it all. Dodgers didn't have a positive case until the sixth inning of the final game when Justin Turner was found to be positive and was taken out of the game, famously so. The same is true in the NFL. It's part of the game. If you win a game... By forfeit. What really counts isn't the quality of the win, it's the veracity of the loss. The other team lost because the other team couldn't compete. A loss is a loss is a loss. All losses count. The fact that the other team gets the W, avoids some bumps and bruises, gets a little healthy, and by the way, even if it's just symbolically, gets their bye week back there's no shame in that none zero there's no asterisk there's no disclaimer necessary not a single person at any point in history should look back on a 16-0 steelers regular season and go yeah but they had that one forfeit no chance of that it's a completely legitimate w per league rules simple as that oh my goodness listen we'll talk again on monday And I'm really hoping that we'll be talking about an actual football game that occurred on Sunday. Thanks so much for listening. And if you are traveling this weekend, and it's even now a big travel weekend, please be careful. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your bike. Your computer. Your window. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home, car, and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you own a firearm, it's your responsibility to store it safely when it's not in use. Choose a system that works for you. Cable locks, lock boxes, and gun safes are some of the most effective ways to protect your family and keep firearms secured. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure and find out how to get a free firearm safety kit. Visit projectchildsafe.org. That's projectchildsafe.org. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance.